So I watched the prequel and I watched the pilot for Babylon 5 and uh, I, I really enjoyed them. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. The, the pilot obviously is, uh, is a little bit older and has some, you know, some of the things <laughs> you expect with a pilot. The prequel was really well done. The prequel, I mean, I guess that came out much later, so... Uh, yeah, out between season four and five when it actually came out. Okay. It's, it's, it's a little controversial, me having you watch it first, but I, I'll, I will later on defend my case on that one. Okay, but, uh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I was like, well, there does seem to be something that, at least in the pilot, is not meant to be known, but yeah. I kind of appreciated having that knowledge going in. Well, did... yeah, actually, that's, that's the thing. It's like... I mean, because the thing is, you know, Delane is just kind of this opaque character if you don't know what's going on. She has nothing. But I feel like it's I feel like the first season was too withholding with its secrets to an extent, you know, because, you know, whereas so it's like you don't know what these characters are up to. Whereas if you've seen the prequel, you're like, oh, it's what, what Delane is doing during the pilot is actually interesting. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. It, That's... And it's funny because a lot of the, you know, like like. I, I, I didn't really watch the series. I had a friend who watched it religiously and I would catch, you know, portions of it because he was at my yeah. house and it went on. Uh, but, but I, you know, to me, it's, you know, a lot of these characters are faces that are familiar to me, um, you know, largely from just seeing shots of them on, on the internet or from the few scenes that I happened to catch. But it was really nice sort of getting a deeper understanding of the, the, the different uh, alien races that are involved in the, uh, in the series, and and I also yeah. I, it just seems like really good solid writing to me. Um, I, I only have two two episodes to go on, but but I think that was uh, you know especially with the prequel. I mean the, the the pilot was good, but the prequel really seemed to be uh, you know it, it seemed like it's, to me it just seemed like solid writing. Um, yeah, there, there's some real there's. The pilot does have some dodgy writing in it, definitely. And most of it's right at the beginning of the episode. That's another reason I think the prequel's a better chance to watch it. Because it's like, the pilot, you've got, you know, the whole scene of, you know, him interrupting the guy, you know, who's trying to pick up the woman who eats after she mates. And then you've got the whole, you know, no dust on Babylon 5 scene. It's like, those are just like two really... Scenes that don't really fit in the show very well, as it ultimately turns out to be. And it's like, wow, that's, that's not a good place to start. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, but, but I was curious, what is, um, what's the major differences between the pilot and the regular series going in? Like, well, I know, I know that, like, okay. I saw that they had the girl from the Karate Kid 2 in it, and I don't think she's in the rest of the series. Um, no, and so and, and I imagine there might be some other cast shakeups as well. Uh, I can't hear you at oh. all. Can you hear? Oh me no, I can hear you. Can He's you? back. Okay, that's I'm okay. Sorry, I that's lost a, audio. That, that okay, we're back. Happens. That sometimes happens. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, you were saying different. So you want differences between the uh, pilot and the actual series? Yeah. So obviously, like you mentioned. Uh, uh, Takashima, I think her name is. She's she's gone. She's going to be replaced by another character. Uh, the doctor will change too. Uh, the psychic will be gone. Uh, they they actually have reasons why the psychic and the uh, doctor are gone. Okay. Uh, I said, I mean, some of those characters 
I, I, well, not all those characters are disappearing forever. I'll say that. Mm. Uh, let's see. Other if the makeup will be different. Well, you've seen the makeup from in the beginning. The, yeah. the, the prequel yeah, the makeup movie. Is... That's that's the real makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. I, I definitely noticed some differences there. Um, but uh, and also like I my I, I did a little bit of digging into some of the cast and stuff, and it looks like the 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 guy who plays um uh commander sinclair um mm-hmm. he he doesn't stay in the series the whole way through is that correct there's he does there. not which is actually an, an interesting development in the series but uh yeah that he will he will he's only going to be around for part of the series okay but uh but that's it's that that that's that's an interesting thing there but, now, it's, uh, it's funny because when I saw him, we were talking about Scott Bakula the other day, I think between podcasts, and I yeah. couldn't help but think he looks like a poor man Scott Bakula to me. Like he looks like <laughs> looks like that's exactly who they wanted to cast in the role, and they couldn't get him, so they got this guy. They got uh, this guy. Um, yeah, I think I think probably he, Scott Bakula was probably still doing Quantum Leap at that time. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, uh, he. He can be kind of a, a stiff actor, that's for certain. But I, I feel like he gets better as the show goes along. He gets better as the pilot goes along, even to a degree. But he's never, never the, the greatest uh, well, actor in the world. Well, it's funny because the I, I, the the episodes that I have seen moments from have all been with the other guy, and so yeah, that's sort yeah, of what I associate sure. with the show. So it kind of it kind of threw me because the other guy is the image I have in my head. And and there was this yeah. guy, so um, yeah, you got you got a bit of Sheridan in the prequel movie, but uh, that's that's it for now. But yeah, gets, Sheridan's the better captain, definitely. There is a, there is a, some people. There are the Sinclair fans that like Sinclair better, but there there's certainly a minority. It's, it's not quite at the Picard versus Kirk level of uh. Of, no, no, no. Like I said, there's a few, but. Uh, and if there if there are any listening, we'll hear from them. I, I was involved in a Car, uh, Kirk versus Picard debate the other day, and it got very heated, very quickly. Um, that's a uh, yeah. That's not an argument I like to get into. They're just too different. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. What's what's your side? Just to go just to go on a slight tangent. I have to admit, I'm back. more of a Picard man. Um, uh huh. I don't have a problem with Kirk. I like Kirk. I think he's fine. But I genuinely believe that. Um, th- that uh, uh, William Shatner is just not as good as an actor, and that that yeah that, that affects yeah. the role. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> that and, I, and, I will and, give and, you and, that and, argument. And where the argument got heated is there were people defending his acting skills, which I just you know defend the character all you want, but the acting skills I yeah I cannot uh um and I'm I'm sure I'll get hate mail for for even uttering this on the podcast, but but um and the li- the line I brought up was Khan. Which was, uh, you know, probably a mistake in the discussion, um, for a variety of reasons. But, uh, but I still stand by, even though it does kind of make sense in the context of the movie. It's still a ridiculous performance. Um, All right, so we, we, we're going to title this podcast. Yeah, Babylon Five prequel is is pretty good, and then Kirk sucks. Yeah, that's going to be the title of the podcast, just to so, get yeah, the controversy I, rolling. 
Uh, yeah, it'll be our clickbait title. Um, but, but back to the Babylon Five thing, I, I just really loved the setting. I love the um, and obviously yeah. the the prequel doesn't have that. The prequel that was actually one of the things I was kind of missing in the prequel, though I knew why it wasn't there was that there's no Babylon that's, Five here. So yeah, that's why that's why I wanted to do both definitely before we, we did the review because uh, yeah, I wanted you to have some actual Babylon Five in there, mm. but. But um, but yeah, no, and and, and you know, I thought the, I thought the plot was pretty interesting. I loved the um, what's the what's the name of the race? The uh, um, the ones that are always in their spacesuits and nobody's ever seen. Are they the uh, the the Vorlons? The Vorlons. Uh, yes. I like them. They kind of reminded me a little bit of the Fifth Element. Uh, yeah, you know, that's the, true. That was I thought that, that was that, cool. that was later though. But uh, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm, development hadn't happened. And and I and I think it's interesting that like some races seem to require different atmospheres. Some don't. Some have implants that allow. I like I like the touches like that. I like the the that they get a lot of plot out of you know fairly mundane political things. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's uh. You had mentioned I Claudius, and I think there was a, there's there's definitely a little bit of that I Claudius type of intrigue going on in the uh, in the show. Yeah, there's there's I mean you'll you'll get this more as the series goes on, but there's just a lot of mundanity of working on a space station to this show too. It's mm-hmm. like it you know it, it feels it feels kind of clunky and real in a way that like you know most spaceships and tv shows do you know well, fail to do i think my my favorite science fiction movie is 2001 and you know that mm-hmm. that if for that reason you feel like you're actually on a on a spaceship you know what i mean you get that uh you know i like that i like feeling like like i like when science fiction movies sometimes feel like you're getting onto an actual plane or something do you know what i mean like that that feeling of there's a real there's a real ship here and and, 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 and they're able to create that atmosphere. I, I think they did a good job of that here. Um, yeah, yeah. Some people fault the pilot for being, like, too exposition-heavy, but I, I really like the fact they're, you're, you're getting to a tour of this place and you, you get to see how it works. And now one thing I was curious about, because the... Uh, so, and I'm, I'm still sort of getting accustomed to the character name, so forgive me, but Delenn. That's fine. Delenn. Delenn, yes. Now... I've seen pictures of her where she has like hair coming out of the. I don't know what that thing is on the back of their heads. I I, I was calling it when when I when I saw the prequel. I was calling them the John Malkovich race because they all look like John Malkovich to me. Uh, but uh, but that thing they got on their, their head. Some of them have hair. Some of them don't seem to have hair, or maybe it's tucked in. And I wasn't sure because I'm pretty sure I've seen that actress with that piece, but with hair coming out. I, I I am going to to not answer that question. Okay, that is right. something I cannot touch. So oh, that okay. it's, it's, you, you, you're correct, but I, I cannot I cannot answer the question. Okay, right. so, but but, but the, the question will be answered, I assume. If I the question will wrong. be answered. Okay, so, all right. Well, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. That's Every fair. now we will hit a point where I'll just have to say sorry, sorry, can't discuss that. That's one of those things. But so, I al- you can I also feel free like to speculate. This is like a very morally gray series too at least the care a lot of the characters are i mean the 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 captain obviously or the, the commander is obviously you know pretty stock hero type but but the other mm-hmm. characters that just from that pilot and even from the the prequel it's a little hard to sort of pin pigeonhole them and i could see any of them serving as antagonists or protagonists in any of the 
episodes and i like that's the... one of the one of the nice things moving forward yes <laughs> yeah i quite yeah. like that i quite like that and it was in, it's like morally gray but not in a stupid way like sometimes they do this morally like as much as i like the show i think a series like walking dead gets stupidly morally gray um, yeah well and... it's not a, it's not a grimdark show or yeah. anything like that it's 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 complicated that's all and i mean generally when characters do something you know compromised and bad you you can understand why they have a legitimate reason for it so you know like londo not voting for the captain because he's he's protecting his family sorry my family comes first i've got to protect my family name i feel bad about it that's the way it is you know now (laughs) i take it is is he he's like one of the breakout characters in the show i'm assuming because i i feel like i've seen his face everywhere i was part my grandfather's name Lundo, so I was very partial <laughs> to that character. We t- Before this recording, I was butchering the pronunciation, but the uh, but but I, I really like him. He's a uh, he's a fun character, and I think the other character is named Jakar. Is that the um, yes? Uh, what, what, Jakar. What, what 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 what's their uh, species name again? The Narn. The Narn. N-A-R-N, yes. Yeah, and I also like that there seem to be like five clear races, and so I feel like a few episodes in, I should have a good handle on all of the different groups. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there are more races in the show, but it's mainly just those five. Those five are like the major players, and all the other races are kind of, you know, sidelined. Okay. But, you know, they'll, 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 you know, pop up occasionally. But it's, uh, yeah, you, you do get a good feel for them. And, uh, and like I said, I, I think the, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, basically getting back to why I had you watch the prequel first. There, you know, like there are some spoilery things in that prequel, but they're only spoilers for the first season. And a lot of people feel the first season is slow, and they feel it's the worst season. Mm. But the thing I realized is when, when it came out on DVD, and I started watching the show again from the beginning. I really liked the first season. I was like, wow, you know, there's all this stuff going on that I didn't see the first time because the show kept too many secrets. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't know that the land already knew the Vorlons, for example. So like, you know, in the pilot, she's like, she's in the line, she's talking, Ooh, I'd really like to meet a Vorlon. And that, I, you know, it's going to be really, it's like, you know, the whole time you're like, you're lying. You've already, you've already been talking to them for years at this point, you know, <laughs> you've known Vorlons for 10 years. And it, 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 it makes it interesting in a way that if, you know, if you don't know that stuff, you're taking it at face value and, I, it's not like it reveals any events. It just reveals what characters know, you know, and that, that keeps, but that's that important keeps the, in a show like this. I, that's definitely important. Exactly. That's my point. It's not a spoiler in a sense. Oh, I know what's going to happen. You're like, wow. Okay. There's, you know, we, you know why she's interested in Sinclair to a degree. And that, that makes their relationship interesting. And I, I think it makes the show better and doesn't ruin it in any way. No, so. and I, I really enjoyed the prequel. I liked the sort of, I, I think I was calling it the Princess Bride framing of it, where, you know, <laughs> where, where, uh, where, where Londo is, is, is that, that's Londo, correct? I, I want to make sure. That's Londo. Yeah, yes, you got the names right now. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's, he, he's, he's, he's basically. Well, can I spoil it or not? Because there is, I guess. Uh, I think we can, we can, I mean, I think or we can assume, if we're going to be talking about the show, we're going to have to do all kinds of spoilers. Okay. So let's assume, so, everyone, go watch those two episodes and come back if you haven't, okay. or just let us spoil it. 
So correct me if I'm wrong, but he's supposed to be the Centauri Emperor at that point, right? That's his... uh, Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's too big a uh, a spoiler to give that away. And there's something obviously very bad happening on Centauri, and he's witnessing it, and in in a moment uh, away from the the, the horrors, he's, he's telling this story to some children. And I liked that. I thought it was nice. Uh, and it, uh, it, it just, it just really pulled me in. I think, I, I mean, obviously most people probably saw this when it aired after they had already been fans of the show, but this really got me interested in, in finding out more about the series. Uh, yeah. so I think it was a good choice to, to, to have me watch it first. And yeah. I, I liked, I liked the sort of the misunderstanding between, um, the, what is it? The, the humans and the Mimbari, was it the Mimbari, the, uh, the, uh yeah the humans the mimbari yes um i like the way that i like the way that that happened i i liked uh i i i liked that humans were sort of you know brought to the brink of destruction and then and then this and again spoilers but this prophecy sort of comes to fruition at a vital moment and 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 the Mimbari very mysteriously just retreat as they're about to, to, <laughs> to you know, they basically were like just on the verge of wiping out all of humanity. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a very, it was a very enjoyable, very good story, very good science fiction story. And, and I like the Mimbari. I thought they were, they were pretty, uh, it, it's a kind of alien race. I think you would definitely only see created in the nineties. Um, uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It's got, there's like a lot yeah. of nineties dross that I liked on Babylon five. And one of them is this this sort of spiritual, uh, race that has the caste system and they have their, like, I think they called it their sanctum, but their meditation chambers. And, um, and in the pilot, we find out they have maybe some mystical powers, not mystical, but they have uh, at one point, uh, I don't remember if it was Delenn or another Mimbari, but she, uh, she, puts out her hand and she basically seems to be using gravity to crush uh well yeah i will say the rings will never show up again in the okay. show but she does there are there are kind of weird mystical powers involving them in bari though okay. at times so i you're, you're i mean there are i'm saying you won't see that particular one now they they go kind of a different direction with it but uh but they're but, but they're yeah. But they're an interesting alien race, and they're done in a way that you would tend not to see as much these days, which is maybe a little bit more, uh, I don't know how to put it, but they're, they're, they're drawn a little more starkly, you know, and, and you can sort yeah. of see, you can see the sources of inspiration, um, but that's just fine. And yeah. uh, and I, I think I kind of miss that. I, I, I feel like these days people tend to cloud it a little more or try to act all smart about it. And it's, it's, it's a little, this is a little bit more direct the way it's done, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, I, I see that, that's the thing too, though, is this show actually did cloud it a bit to an extent that, you know, you know, you know a lot about the Mabari because you watched the prequel movie and it showed you all this stuff internally. It's like, you wouldn't know any of this stuff about the Mabari until you were almost done with like the first season. Oh, I get what you're like, saying. Oh, but and it's like, and the minute, it's like. And, it, and I'm saying it, it makes it so much better watching the show. And you're like, oh, I get the Minbari now. You know, it's like understanding the Minbari makes the show better. <laughs> well, by clouding it, I meant I meant concealing this, 
the source of inspiration. Oh, I um, get you. Yes. Like, like oh yeah. no, I didn't just lift this idea from this culture or that culture. I, I, you know, I, 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 I wove it together with, 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 with infinite subtlety, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, the, no, no. Straczynski is very blunt when he takes something from another source. He's generally got something there. That's like, boom, you know, yeah. this, I, I'm throwing this. This I'm naming this character after the author of the book I stole yeah. this idea from. You know? No, but it's good because it gives me solid handles. Like I know what he's trying to do with anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like I, I, yeah. I get what I'm supposed to be feeling about something. And uh, um, yeah. And and again, it's just something that I don't think you quite see as much of today that you saw a lot of in the '90s, maybe before the internet, before people were so. Uh, artificially sophisticated but um yeah. <laughs> but, but um i know that because i i saw it online yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. well it's the old wikipedia thing it's like when you when you when you're discussing something with somebody and you can you can sense the wikipedia searches going on between <laughs> um, it's like oh this guy's this guy's a master of of all knowledge apparently um, yeah you know, he just schooled yeah. me on you know uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a but yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. I feel like uh, they they do a good job with the with the Minbari race. They're interesting and complicated because they they honestly the first time I watched the show came off as a little bit dull during the first season. And I'm like, but I'm like, no, there's they they get really they, they're a really interesting race. And uh, and, uh, well, and also, I, I, in fairness, in that pile, there's a lot to kind of digest, and it would have probably been difficult to give you everything oh yeah different groups i mean that that yeah. that was a lot it was it was a you know there there's a lot there um yeah they, they cram a lot of uh a lot of exposition into that that pilot but uh um, um, yeah I, I don't know i i i enjoyed it i'm very eager to see what happens in the up in in the real proper episodes um and uh yeah and i'm also i'm also sort of all sort of ready to see the the transition is that you know is the is the lead changes and um but yeah it, it it's uh it, it it definitely is uh it, it's a show that is exactly what i was hoping it was i went in you know not knowing and i was a little afraid well maybe i'm getting into something that like you know everybody <laughs> likes uh, but you know it, it's, yeah, it's, five five seasons of a show you hate yeah. is a is a pretty terrible obligation, yeah. especially on on old old time television twenty two season uh, you know twelve twenty two episode seasons. That's a, that's that's a pretty rough burden. No, and I and but, I have I have good endurance as a viewer, but the but uh but I know how, I know how fans can be, and sometimes you'll encounter uh, a fandom that doesn't seem to have a basis in. In, in you know yeah does it you know it's like well okay i don't know why they like that but okay and i never knew what whether babylon 5 fell into that or whether it was legitimately good and this so far is legitimately quite good um it's yeah it's, it, it hasn't gotten to the really good stuff yet you're you're like in the early days but uh yeah i mean if you like it now you will only like it better as it goes forward well, uh, to me it looks like a show that was um sort of created for science fiction fans um yes you know, that's, it is and uh and also, you know, I did. I one of one of the things that I didn't know about that I probably should because it, it should be painfully obviously. But but apparently there were some shenanigans with um, D Space Nine and Babylon Five. Is that oh a, yeah, that's that's a bitter bitter topic there. Yeah, because okay. yeah, he 
he uh, presented this idea to uh, Paramount first to try and get them to do it. And he gave them his story Bible. He gave them, all, you know, his pilot script. He gave them all that stuff while he was trying to sell them on it. And then two months after he started, you know, he, then he cut a deal with Warner Brothers to get it made. And two months after they started the pilot, Deep Space Nine was announced. Oh. And... And then two months before Babylon 5 actually got their pilot to air, Deep Space Nine premiered. So Straczynski is just full of bile about Deep Space Nine for that reason. Okay. But it is, it is a legitimately good show in its own right. So I I understand why he is angry. But it's like, I'm you know as a, as a TV viewer, I'm like, ah, both shows can exist. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. But that was interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that. I mean, I should have because it's pretty obvious when you think when you when you think about the timing. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that um but yeah, I don't know. I uh, uh and 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 in terms of the pilot, I mean, the pilot was a, you know, it did have a little bit of wear to it in terms of the visuals and um, uh-huh. you know, they obviously were getting their footing, but I was really engaged with it. It was a solid storyline. Um, it, it felt like it set a good tone for an upcoming show. Um, I'm, I'm a, you know, a little bit nervous about how the, you know, recastings will be and, and, and whether that'll work or not. Some of them I, I, I imagine will work better. Some of them I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. uh no, yeah. I, we might've covered this, but what are the basic differences between the pilot and the series? Okay. Um, for one thing, you're going to get uh, the character of Ivanova played by Claudia Christian. She's going to replace uh, Takashima. And uh, that that is ultimately a very good thing because uh, uh, Ivanova turns out to be one of the best characters in the show, in my opinion. And okay. the, now, here's the thing, though, just to give you a warning. During the first couple, you know, you've got, you got that early season thing during about the first two episodes where they're they have her like play this really stiff formal character that doesn't quite engage you. Okay. <laughs> and then, so it's like, you know, when you see her in the first couple episodes, you're going to be like, I don't know if I'm into this character, but then, you know, boom, she, within a few episodes, she's really good. Okay. Uh, yeah. You get a new doc, the doctor from the prequel, the doctor is the one who gets arrested for, uh, you know, not giving his war, you know, only giving his information on the Minbari to the military. That is the uh, that that will be the doctor that will replace the doctor in the pilot. Okay. Okay. Um, and let's see who else. Oh, you'll, there'll be a new a new psychic. That psychic is going to disappear for a while. Okay. The one from the pilot. But other than that, I think that's the only recastings. I mean, uh, Londo and Jakar are around for good and yeah jakar is very fun and he reminds me he's a cross between the alien nation aliens to me and um <laughs> the enemy mine alien um yeah you know <laughs> he's like, he sort of fits somewhere in between those and i'm sure there's a couple of star trek races that he a little bit resembles but uh but, yeah yeah i think he's he, he's played characters on the next generation i'm trying to remember who he played on there but I, uh I, yeah, I, i'm what does that guy look like without his makeup that's uh Oh man, when uh, I look when I look him up online, I got him in the makeup. Uh, uh, yeah, he's the he's the I think he's the one armed man from the uh, the Fugitive movie, if I recall, the one with Harrison Ford. Is his name uh, Andrew Katsoulis? Yeah, that's him. Okay. Oh, he does not look like I imagined at all. Uh, no, no, he looks no. very different. Also, no, he, he, he. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go on. I was go gonna on. say. Oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah. 
Oh, I was going to say, sadly, when I was looking up the cast, I was very disappointed to see how many of them had died. Um, yeah, like the at Babylon least three. 5 curse. Yeah. yeah, I think Garibaldi just died this year, I think. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's... that one I knew about because I saw that on my Facebook feed. But I didn't know that the, the commander had died. I didn't know that that I just found out that guy had died. Who? who how yeah. many people have died from the show? Uh, let's see. There's uh, the commander, the uh, Jakar is dead. Uh, the doctor is dead. Uh, man, I, 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 I don't know. The I, doctor died of aortic moment, dissection. But... Oh, my God. That is a uh, an unusual and catastrophic way to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. So, so uh, you're saying there's like a Babylon 5 curse type thing that people talk about? Is that? Yeah, people talk about the Babylon 5 curse. I mean, it's, it's just all these characters, all these actors just dropping dead. But it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been a long time at this point. Well, it could be but, like, what was that John Wayne movie that everybody worked on died? And oh, Genghis Khan. Yeah, the one they filmed on the nuclear right? test site. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but but I don't know. These are all pretty different forms. Of, like everybody seems to be dying differently. So, Straczynski wanted accuracy and built a real nuclear reactor for the Babylon Five set <laughs> yeah. to power it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, as far as Jakar goes, uh, one thing that's interesting with the actor on that, he talked about how it's like he never considered himself like handsome or anything as a person. But when he got the Jakar makeup on, he suddenly felt like he was this, you know, dashing, you know, heroic figure, you know, that he was like, you know. And so he, he just he just felt really felt like he was a different person when well, he, he wore the, I, the Jakar I can makeup. See, I can see how he would feel that way because it looks so he looks so different. And the, and the Jakar character is a very suave, smooth sort of figure yeah and when you look at the yeah. guy he just looks like a normal guy like you know you know like you could see him like you know uh you know working at a bakery or something like he just doesn't know <laughs> exactly um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah but, so it's just jakar and, and andres katsoulis are totally different people there's no connection between those two people at all but <laughs> but uh but yeah it's uh, um yeah, I'm 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 really eager to see what, what what's coming down the pike here. Um, and in a way, I kind of wish I I had uh, watched it when it was airing because it it, oh, it was it was tough, man. That was a long you you had a long wait when you were uh, watching it back in the day. Well, I remember hearing uh, some of the horror stories from from that friend who, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's probably better that I didn't have to go. You know, I just get I just get the. Uh, I just get to enjoy watching the show. I don't have to worry about the, uh, the you know, any, any, oh. any, the harrowing fears of a viewer who doesn't know what's coming next season. Or now, what was it? Were there production delays? Is that what happened? Oh no, there weren't any delays. I just mean the usual, the usual having to wait, you mm. know, between seasons and and you know having to wait a whole week between episodes and having a. But, but wasn't there a point? I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought there was a point where its future as a show was uncertain. Yes. No, there was. I think there there were no delays, but there was there was a lot of cancellation fears on that show because oh, it was yeah. not a popular show, and so every season was like, will it be renewed? And and, uh, and then it did get canceled in season four by by Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. and that was when TNT picked it up, and it actually became a before that it was syndicated through Warner Brothers, and uh, 
once TNT picked it up, it became a TNT show for the last season. Okay. Now, was the move to TNT, did that make any changes to the show, or did it basically smoothly transfer over? Yeah, they didn't mess with the production of it. The, the one thing they did change is the pilot, actually. The pilot that you saw is the special edition TNT had put together that has, it has some additional scenes in it. It has uh, some new effects done for it, and it has a new soundtrack. There was okay. a completely different soundtrack to the pilot. They had, they had a uh, Christopher Frankie from, uh, you know, who did the the one for the rest of it. He he came in and gave it its its own soundtrack that matched the show. So okay. it feels more like part of the show than it used to when okay. you watch the old one. It had a really like the old one had like a really like electric guitar heavy soundtrack. And, oh, okay. uh, that would have been odd. Yeah, that would have. Yeah, it didn't didn't feel right. But okay. uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I um, uh, I was just curious about that because this seems like the sort of show where. Cancellation would have been the worst thing because the whole point of it is it's like it's got an actual story. It seems like it seems like there's like there's there's a yeah. point to the show that you're supposed to get to, and if you don't, you're just held in limbo forever with the the storyline. Yeah, well, to tell you a bit, this, there's nothing spoilery here, but just to let you know, basically, when they thought they were being canceled at the end of season four. Uh, he actually wraps up the entire story. It was originally going to be a five-year story. Mm -hmm. He wraps up the whole story at the end of season four, and season five kind of goes a little bit beyond that. Oh, okay. So in a way, the the cancellation did affect... It did affect the production of the show, yeah. uh, Now, do you prefer it that way, or do you think it would have been better if they had taken that story across the fifth (sighs) season? It's... It's, it's, it's difficult to say because a lot of people complain about season five. I think season five is a lot of people than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about it is like season one is kind of the season before things really go crazy. And it's like season one is all him kind of laying out the universe. You kind of you've got all these like smaller plots. You're kind of understanding, you know, the universe it takes place in. And, and then then. You know, seasons two, three, and four are the huge story. Then season five kind of shows you the new status quo after all the big events have taken. So it's, I, I kind of like season five for having the room to be kind of this extended epilogue where you see what everything's like after these events have happened. But, okay. Okay. That's you know, but, that, you know, but a lot of people. I think it's it's easier to, to like, like season five too when you understand what it is because when it was first airing, you know, the show had been getting bigger and more epic over the middle seasons, and people kept waiting for it's going to get even bigger now, and it's like no, no, it isn't. You know, the the really big stuffs happened, and now we're kind of, you know, okay. back into a more, you know, I mean, well, big things do happen in season five, but just. No, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to describe. But did, did the, I, uh, do you feel that the ending for season four was rushed at all, or is it? Uh... There are elements of it that are rushed. Yeah, definitely. But you know, that's that's the way it goes. I it's, mean, you uh, know, that's the way that these things are made. So you know, it's 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 not as rushed as the second season of HBO's Rome. Let's say that. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, okay. it's not it's not that rushed. <laughs> yeah, that was a good show, but. Yeah, that that definitely could have handled another season, I think. 
yeah i, I never yeah. got the whole snm augustus thing that was something about that not to derail the conversation but the, <laughs> the, SNM, the snm augustus and livia thing when you can comp- and again i know i go on about i claudius all the time but when you go compare that to the to the to how to, to the heights they reached with the augustus and livia and i claudius it yeah. just didn't work for me um, oh no you know, i yeah I, I i know what you're saying that uh that that didn't i don't know didn't do a lot for me either but i don't know well they, they're trying something <laughs> but, uh, i mean i guess they, yeah they had to do something different but but yeah, yeah. It, well if it's not as long as it's not that level of rush and even with that I still enjoyed Rome so I imagine season four should be fine. Yeah, um, well I mean it's a tw- it's a twenty two episode season so it's not like it's uh it's not like wrapping up the story in twenty two episodes was an enormous strain on the series or anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> you've only got twenty two episodes to wrap this story up. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, put it all give a role playing uh, tidbit on this too. the uh, the story editor for the uh, for the you know, well, the script editor for the series is uh, Larry Dottilio. And he's the guy that wrote Mass of Nyarlathotep. He's also a writer on the show. So, okay. you know, you've got a significant role playing game community figure. Is, uh, there's, is a a, there's a Babylon the 5 RPG, right? I remember you mentioning that at some point. There's been two. There's been two, two actually. Okay. Are they two different yeah. systems or just two editions in the same system? Two two different systems. The first one was by Chameleon Eclectic, the ones that did Millennium's End, you know, the game. Oh, yeah, the I remember that. Chart. With, with the... Uh... I, I remember there being a chart in there with like your vital signs and your heart rate. Uh, yeah, got, they, have, they, got... they have this basically a simple, slightly simplified version of the same system. So if you really want to, you really want to shoot a Narn in, you know, it's it's vital organs. This is the game for you. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's uh, a hit location uh, type game. That's that's for uh, I, certain certain kind of gamers would love the Millennium's End system. Mm-hmm. Some others would not want to spend time on that sort of thing. Yeah, um, but you know, Community Collected isn't isn't my first choice for you know assist a game a company in a system where it's like this is the perfect game for political intrigue. It's yeah, not that, a that, that that just occurred to me like that is not a very smooth fit for what I saw in the pilot. And I mean, I guess for the space battles, it might be like I might want it like like I remember Millennium's End had a really good uh, car chase system. And I could mm-hmm. see that maybe being transferred over to spaceships pretty well. Um, yeah, I can't they, remember the spaceship. Well, they 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 actually didn't have any spaceship rules in the core book. Oh, so really? Okay. The, I, I think they had they had one supplement, and I think it had them, but I could be wrong. There was also a Babylon Five minis game at the same time too, and that was uh, in the same town that I lived in, the company that made it. But they they hated me because I worked with. Uh, our friend Robert, we had a store and they were, they were associated with the other game store in town. So it was kind oh. of a, a cheers Gary's old time, old town tavern thing. You know, we'd go to their booth at Gen Con and be like, Oh, we're, we're 10 soldier guys. We're not talking to you. <laughs> they, they literally would do that. You know, they were just that petty, but Oh, they're probably, I hope they're not listening, but uh, they probably are. actually, I don't care if they're listening. I, I don't like you guys. Uh, <laughs> now, now, what was the other role-playing game, though? You said there was another role-playing game. Yeah, the other one was uh, by... Uh, um, what's the company? A Mongoose. Mongoose did oh, the other Mongoose. one. They did it, and they did did it they as do? a D, they did it as a D20 game. So <laughs> Okay. Well, I can actually... I mean, you know, during... 
when Mo- I remember Mongoose used to put out a lot of D20 books. I remember the, like they did the quintessential books and yeah, this was around they... 2003, yeah. 2004. So it was like core D20 yeah. boom days when everything was I D20. I mean, that would have made sense at the time. At the time, everybody was doing D20. There were some good D20 books. The, um, uh, oh God, what was it? The, uh, the Call of Cthulhu D20 was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, and it was sort of like every, you just kind of used it as sort of the, the the common system that everybody understood. So, I uh, yeah, I, I could see why. Uh, I mean, it, w- it definitely wouldn't necessarily be my uh, um, first choice. Uh, 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 um, it, it wouldn't be my first choice, uh, but it would be. Uh, it it would be. I think. Uh, an easy one to get people to get on board with. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, and I should say the chameleon eclectic game, it wasn't as complicated as millennium's and just to say it was, it was, it was, it was a similar stuff. It was very simplified and streamlined. I just, it just didn't do anything in particular that, that aided battle on five. It was just kind of, kind of there. But, but and, we, uh, we are planning on doing that classic, rpg thing so maybe we should include a babylon 5 game in, in okay oh that. and there's one other babylon 5 game i just remembered for uh mongoose because mongoose had the license they also put out a babylon 5 uh book for their version of traveler too okay which apparently that was kind of a rush job people were kind of disappointed with that but I, everyone was like so excited I when they announced it that the the system they used for that new Doctor Who game I think would be perfect for Babylon Five. That seems like a, a really that that would does match. seem a good fit. Yeah, <laughs> that that seems very good for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would go with that. That or uh, or a drama system would probably be my two top picks for a uh, for uh, What about Savage Worlds? Do you think Savage Worlds would fit it, or is it not? Uh... Yeah, you could do Savage Worlds. It doesn't. It doesn't scream to me like this is Babylon Five. But I could. I could totally run a Babylon Five game with Savage Worlds. It would just. Yeah, I mean, it would work. What What I would like to do actually. Here's my dream. If I ran a Babylon Five game, is I would not set it in the Babylon Five universe. <laughs> what I would do is I would I would take the concept rather than the setting. And I'd say, okay, we've got a space station. It's a diplomatic space station. Every player is playing, you know, either one of the core members of the crew of the station or they're playing a diplomat. And you make up your alien race and your diplomat. And, you know, and then we that we kind of build the, build the, uh, the whole thing around that. And uh, you could do a troop style like Ars Magica so people could have other characters that are members of other people's delegations. So if you're, your diplomat has nothing to do with an episode, you could be playing like, you know, the security chief or something. And... Mm. That's that's how I would do it because I, that my feeling with most of the Babylon Five role playing games, it's like okay, well you're playing in the Babylon Five universe, but you're not doing any of the Babylon Five kind of things. It's like oh well, you know, I'm on Mars and I'm, you know, involved. I don't know. It just I, I would I would like. To, I mean, I, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I'd be happy to play that actually. And I have played, I have played in a good Babylon Five role playing game campaign. But I would I would just like a game that kind of got the idea of all playing diplomats on a space station that were, you know, going through tense things that happen every week. Well, I feel like what you need with that, you either need a really good system for managing that sort of thing, or you need a GM who's really good at 
plausibly adjudicating what the players are trying to do. Um, oh, yeah. And I feel yeah. like the latter would be a more successful campaign, but it might be harder to pull off, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, see, that's why, that's why I brought up Hill Folk, because Hill Folk is a game that's designed to be like a ongoing tv show with every session being an episode in the tv show and the, the characters dramatically pinging off one another mm -hmm. so i feel like that would work perfectly uh but yeah i you could you could do it with any i mean i used to run ars magica so i figure i could just kind of flex my old ars magica muscles and use those to run it mm -hmm. but yeah it's it would be a tricky thing to run that's for sure well, and it, it, anytime you deal with people having like political clout, that's always a tricky thing in a game, because I find that every you sort of any attempt to model it can be useful, but it can also become something that hinders what players are trying to do. Sometimes, if that makes sense, like I, uh, and so it's a I find that the simpler the mechanical solution, the easier it is for me to to execute as GM. Um, yeah. Yeah, you'd want to you'd want to have it have have it. You want to have a system that's that's that gives you concrete results, but it's fairly abstract. Because yeah. yeah, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have like spreadsheets ma maintaining like the power of the Centauri Empire in the background and stuff. And <laughs> though I don't know, way. some players I've I've had you know some players that stuff can be very important. How you know, when you're I, getting to yeah, the crunching of the I, numbers is. Uh... Uh, I, I I agree. I that I, I that's that's the way I I would do it. But I, I playing playing with a GM who did do it that way would be very cool. One but, one thing one thing that I I I've done it that way. I also do things where like I'll give if players have like and this could apply to anything like whether in a, in, a, in a more typical game it might be well I have you know agents who work for me and so anytime I send them on a mission each agent might have a rank that that, that I assign them as a GM based on what yeah. their ability would be and then i would roll that you know so in my game it would be like a d10 dice pool would be their rank and you know okay he's a 5d10 guy so he rolls 5d10 against the target number and he might succeed or he might fail um yeah i could see something like that working pretty well in a system like this because because a lot of it is is delegating things do you know what i mean a lot of it is like oh i want you to go and do this and everything that the person is doing is off camera so having a way to resolve that would be handy yeah, that that also though does go back to you know my, my option, other option, like I said, doing it troop style like Gars Magica, where everyone has multiple characters in different areas. So it's like you know, people could have characters that are those underlings, so that you know if you're delegating things, someone plays that. Character. Okay, no, that would work too because you're you're essentially you're just like sw I, 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 I. The only thing is, I, I I find with that some players are incredibly resistant to the idea of I'm playing this oh, guy yeah. and I'm playing that guy, but I can see that working where it allows you to follow the action the whole way through. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean I agree some players aren't going to go for it, but I'm just I, well, I I could get a group together to do it, and that's that. Would oh no, be I mean I I have a game where I where I did that in Terra Network. I uh, I had a, yeah. Uh, a thing where because the the problem in like a counterterrorism operation is sometimes you're on the ground at where the action is and then you're radioing back home and then they have to send like a team somewhere else so yeah the solution was having like character networks kind of like troop style play um and and for players that were open to it it worked fine but uh but when players weren't open to it it was uh it was like <laughs> the cats you know it was a, um yeah uh, um, and, uh 
Yeah, because one thing one thing that hasn't come up in Babylon Five yet is that they haven't introduced the diplomatic aides yet. Every diplomat has their assistant that is also there. It's an additional character, and uh, you know they're they're slowly going to get rolled out over the course of the early part of the series. But okay. uh, so you know that that that's kind of why I'm, I'm kind of saying like each diplomat kind of has their own staff. So you've got you know their their own team that can go do things. Okay, but, yeah, that's. Um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really shouldn't even be weighing in so much on the mechanics. I've only seen, like, the, the prequel and the... Um, That's true. The, the, <laughs> you haven't even seen so... one episode of the series, yeah. and you're already yeah. telling me how to run this yeah. game. Come on. <laughs> I'm already shooting my mouth off with the... Um, no, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited about it. And I, I would definitely... Whatever system you decide to use, I would be on board with. I, I, would, I would love to be in a Babylon 5 session, at least. I think that would be a... Um, yeah and like a proper we're going to actually do babylon 5 not we're going to do like um you know babylon 8 or something like a real like babylon <laughs> 5 uh and, yeah and i should i should say too the, the game i played in robert ran the, the babylon 5 game i played in and he he did a great great mission that ended up with me screwing over all the players without them ever knowing in or out of character that I screwed them over and managed to play like a significant role in the backstory of the series. It's like this one, one element that pops up in the show now and I'm like, ah, oh, that's all my fault. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the, end, at the epilogue of the, of the game, it's like, oh, because you did this, this happens and this happens. I'm like, oh, awesome. But, uh, well, that would be right up Rob's alley that, uh, that game, that, that, that 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 setting that that's definitely a rob type setting i can see him shining yeah that's how that's how i brought it up so saying you know he did a game that wasn't the model i'm talking about ideally but he still made it very babylon 5 using the uh the chameleon eclectic system so i i haven't played hill folk yet so i would be in favor of of running it with hill folk if uh um, okay if if i mean i don't want to tell you what to do i don't want to tell you what to do but uh, no, I mean the beauty of Hillfolk is it's it's a no prep for the GM game, so it's like yeah, I, I'm always up for running that. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be it because the more you tell, because I would say that or the to me the, the Cubicle Seven Doctor Who, yeah, um, those two scream that they would be pretty good well, for this. They would they would both be good in very different ways. So I I, I think I think they'd both be a lot of fun actually. So. And uh, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I uh, let's see, is there anything else we got to discuss on this here? Um, getting back to the show, it's uh, yeah. So basically, Londo is your your breakout character so far. You're saying as far well, as I've always I've attention? always liked that character, even when I had no idea who he was. I just because, yeah, largely because of the hair. I mean, I'll admit, largely the hair and the accent. Uh, <laughs> you know, he basically, to me, kind of looks like Napoleon, and so that really yeah. sort of sells me on the character. Um, yeah. But uh, just... but but then but then when I realized that his name was Londo, you know, that just endeared me even more to him. Um, <laughs> so. No, if if yeah, you're 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 in a good place with the show if that's your favorite character because. Uh... Uh, a lot of people consider Londo and Jakar to be the main characters of the show. And, okay. Uh, well, it seems yeah. like a lot of the I'm I'm anticipating much of the the political machinations will be between you know involved. In that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's the already underway. Yeah, I really, I really like in the uh, prequel movie having uh, Londo destroy their peace talks. He thought it was an arms deal. That's a, uh, that's that's a very Babylon Five move there. <laughs> and I think uh, so. I guess going forward, we'll do like two episodes at a time, like we did with <clears throat> Torture. Yeah. Right, that'll be the 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 rhythm. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Um, cool. So. Uh, Next, that's the next next episodes will be uh, if I recall we've got um, midnight on the firing line I think it's called and let's check yeah midnight on the firing line and soul hunter will be the next two episodes oh and you know what I did want to say one thing about the pilot because I had this thought when I was watching it it's normally the kind of storyline I can't stand it's normally the kind, the kind where like the 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 leader or the good guy is 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 in a position of authority but he's uh you know uh uh you know mi- misidentified as as a mm-hmm. as, you know you know he's done some somebody sort of accused him of something that he hasn't done or he's, he's got to sort of prove that he's not guilty uh or he lose you know sort of the in the police shows you know and they they have to hand over their badge and then still solve the case but they're not a policeman anymore those, those kind of storylines usually annoy me in this case it didn't so that tells me that the show is doing <laughs> something something there to the show um, yeah, I agree with you on that on, on, on all counts. Yeah, I, I generally don't like those either. Because it's kind of, you know, it's it's kind of a weird plot to start this show off with. Because this show is very good about actually pulling the trigger on things happening mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And it's a plot where you know the captain isn't going to lose his position. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like one where there there will be, you know... You know they're they're not they're not going to make this thing happen. So it's like you're like yeah you're just kind of waiting, but it it makes it interesting. We live in a post Game of Thrones world though, so I was perfectly willing to to you know to to well obviously with the prequel, there's just you know and and the uh, and the fact that I I've seen images of this guy surviving, but um, yeah, uh, but you know, I suppose if I was watching the pilot for the first time with my eyes not. you know, having seen those things, I would, I would maybe be open to the possibility of him being executed or something or being in exile. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I'm only saying, cause it's the pilot too. Cause obviously once you get to the series, you already know he's not going to be around forever. <laughs> so, all right, all right, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. And, um, next Friday we are going to be doing, um, Shaolin soccer. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make a, we're going to, bang a left and go right back into the classic Shaw brothers after, uh, after the Shaolin soccer. So we're probably going to try to do a Gordon Liu movie if we can. Um, I want to get some of those, those old school Shaw brothers films in the, yeah. uh, in the Wusha podcasts. And, uh, and then I think, um, uh, I guess you and I will probably be getting together sometime this week to, to do, uh, another Babylon five discussion as soon as soon as you are ready we can do the next one on that yeah okay. so you know i don't know if you get if you get hooked on this series maybe we'll have to do you know a lot of podcasts on this well, one. well here's what i'm thinking you're getting me hooked on a on a very lengthy science fiction series so i'm going to return the favor when we get through the season and i'm going to <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to have you watch a wusha series that is uh, excellent you know so, so excellent so um so so it will be reciprocated um that's that's fantastic <laughs> I, I i will i'll appreciate you returning the favor <laughs> but all right so so we will be back on and uh until then we'll talk to you